Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We have a tendency to settle down wherever we are. It doesn't really matter where, so long as we have all we need. But today, Pastor J.D. urges us to not get too comfortable here on earth. It's quickly being corrupted and will soon burn. You don't want to be here when that happens. Don't settle for less than the pearly gates. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 28, 2021. I'm tired (laughs) of hearing well-intentioned Bible teachers talking about fighting, 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 and I'm looking at this thing, and I'm, I'm saying, why? This baby's going down. This thing is going to come crashing down because the rock is coming to crush it. Why do you want to keep this thing on life support? I know I it, talk about tired. It's a tired illustration, but I'm going to keep using it because I'm tired and I use tired illustrations. But the deck furniture on the Titanic... Here we are rearranging the deck chairs. Oh, I think it looks better over there. What are you doing? This thing is going down. Get in the lifeboat to get saved. You need Jesus. It's going down, man. You're trying to keep the thing up. I'm sorry I'm yelling and spitting on everybody in the front row. Free baptisms today. No, but seriously though, I mean, I just want to share with you my heart on this. I mean, I I have to ask the Lord to search my heart, because is it me? Am I going out of my mind? Am I going crazy? Am I losing my sanity? Or are there people well-intentioned trying to keep this dying world on life support? Let it go. You know, in preparing for this update, and certainly now delivering this update, and we're almost done with this update, which should give some hope. Don't look at your watches yet. I just had this strong sense yet again that (laughs) we have long overstayed our welcome in this world, not our home. And when I read and quote and research articles like that which I'm sharing with you today, I'm just, I don't know how else to say it, for lack of a better way of saying it, it's almost like, bring it. Let's get this show on the road, man. I want to go home. This world's not my home. I have nothing here at all. In fact, And we've talked about this too, and I hope you don't tire of me saying this as well. 
But I truly believe with all my heart that God, as only He can, has made this world a place where His people don't want to live anymore. Can I say the same thing in a different way? God, in His sovereignty, in His love, in His grace, in His mercy, in His long-suffering, I mean, I could just keep going on that list, right? Has done that which again only He can do, and He has loosened our ever-tightening grip on this world and the things of this world in the last two years. And He's made this world a very uncomfortable place for Christians, more so in other places other than the U.S. That's God. We talked about this, we're in Isaiah, and it's so interesting, this prophecy concerning Cyrus by name, 200 years before he's on the scene, even before his parents were born. It's kind of like his name is going to be Cyrus. So the parents are born, they have a kid. Hey, let's name him Cyrus. Told you. God foretold that there would be this man, and God was going to use this Cyrus to deliver his people out of captivity in Babylon. And he does. But you know what? Not all of the Israelites wanted to leave, and didn't. They stayed in Babylon. They had been set free, taken out of Babylon, but they were too settled. Their roots dug down too deep in the temporal soil of the Babylon of this world. You know, and I fear, it's a holy fear, it's a reverent fear, fear of the Lord. I just fear, and I maybe I'll just speak of myself, that because I, like you, have this proclivity to just get a little bit too comfortable, settled down here. And here's the Lord saying, I'm coming to take you out of this world. Why are you doing that and doing this? I mean, we're pilgrims, nomads. We're, I hate to use the word aliens, but we are. I mean, when my parents immigrated legally, by the way, to America, I was nine months old. I, I had an alien card. Yeah, how about that? That's what they, a foreigner, an alien. I'm a foreigner. I'm not a citizen of this world. I'm a citizen of heaven. And I fear in my own life, and it can be in the couched in noble and spiritual ways. Sure, yes, I I want people to get saved before the trumpet sounds. But at the same time, I'm like, Lord, I'm ready already. Let's go. (laughs) I want to get out of this evil, evil world. This is pure evil. It is satanic, it is demonic in every respect. Well, let me just uh, try to bring it in for a landing here. I want to pose a question. At the beginning I 
by way of introduction, said I wanted to argue the case for this final ruling kingdom of man being set up, the stage being set right now. And I hope I've made a good case for that being the case, that this final rule of man on earth is being set up as we speak. So my question is, do you believe that? Do you believe that this is the final ruling kingdom, the last ruling empire of man on earth? Maybe better asked, is this the beginning of the ten kings as the final kingdom under the control of the Antichrist? Do you believe that? I absolutely believe it, and I believe it with all my heart. And if that's the case, and again I truly believe it is, then the rock, Jesus, is about to come and crush this kingdom at His second coming, which is seven years after the rapture. In other words, if this is being set up now, now, and it's crushed at the second coming seven years after the rapture, that brings a whole nother meaning to the word now. Now. This is happening now. Did you get the urgency from the speech that I quoted at this summit? It's urgent. Now, now we have little time. We have no time left. We need to do this now. Okay, let's do it now. I'm ready. Now's the time. See, I know what now means, because apparently you've already got His ready to go. And we know who the His is. So if He's already ready to go, (laughs) I'm so ready to go, because I go first. And so do you. You better go. You better not be left behind. Well, I'm going to use this phrase. You'll know why. I won't get into all the reasons, but there are many reasons that I use this expression of everything moving so fast it's at warp speed. Warp speed. And there's little to no time left, and today is the day of salvation. That's why we do these updates. I wanted to say at the beginning, and I didn't say it, I should have said it, full disclosure, full disclosure. I want you to know that we have an agenda. You do? Yeah. We have an ulterior motive. Really? What is it? Oh, it's to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus. Just so we're clear up front, that's the fine print. That's what we're doing here, is we're getting Jesus to people and people to Jesus. Because salvation is found in no other than in the person of Jesus Christ. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. 
And that's the gospel, the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. That's why we end with the gospel and a simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What is the gospel? Well, the gospel is good news. You're free to go. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Wait, I'm free? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that I needed to be free. Oh yeah, you didn't know? No. Oh yeah, you were sentenced to death. You have the death penalty. Everyone was born a sinner, and that sinner carries with it the death penalty. That's the bad news. And the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. I know that's not proper English. Please don't email me. That's the bad news. We've all sinned. What's the good news? Well, the good news is Jesus took that sin, and He paid Him full for it on the cross, so that we could be set free and have the gift of eternal life. What are the ABCs? Well, the A is for admit or acknowledge. Simply acknowledge, I've sinned. I am a sinner. And unless and until we acknowledge that we're a sinner, we're not really interested in a Savior. Why would we be? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, You know how we say of people, oh, they have a good heart? They probably do. Of course, Jeremiah says the heart is deceitfully wicked, and who can know it? But let's just say, okay, they have a good heart. It'll never be good enough. You'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark, which is, by the way, an archery term, which is what the word sin means. You miss the mark. You didn't hit the bullseye. You fell short of God's perfect bullseye standard of righteousness. Okay, so what's the penalty? Well, it's the death penalty. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift given. He purchased it, and He gives it to us. We don't pay for it, because if we pay for it, it's a purchase, not a gift. No, He paid for it. We are purchased by His blood shed in our stead. He paid in full for us to save us, and offers to us this gift of eternal life. Here's the B, and the B is central, not just literally in the ABCs, but biblically, it's just believe. It's even simpler than ABC. It's as simple as B, if you want to say it like that. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Don't you like the definitive specificity of that word will? Aren't you glad it doesn't say something like, we'll see? (laughs) You might be saved. You should. I mean, pretty good chance. Nah. Will. You will be saved. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess 
with your mouth. And see, this is the expression of believing in your heart, which is what Paul writes. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why, and here's how it works. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and then (laughs) it's what comes out of a man's mouth, right? And it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10, 13, lastly, my favorite. They're all my favorites, but this is really my favorite favorite. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. In January of 2022, if the Lord tarries, not so sure, (laughs) but if we're still here, may not be, but if we are, I will celebrate my 40th birthday. I know I look like I'm 80, (laughs) but I'll be 40 years old spiritually. I think I don't look too bad for 40, right? God saved 40 years ago, January 1982. How? Oh, I just called upon the name of the Lord and I was saved. It was that simple. I'm so glad it was that simple. Because if it were complicated, count me out. I wouldn't have been able to figure it out. It had to be childlike simple, and it is childlike simple. I end this way before we share a testimony, as I always like to end. I just lastly say this, and I I know I use a lot of humor because I like to laugh. It's very medicinal, by the way. The Proverbs say that, that it's medicine to the soul. Laughter, by the way. And they spend all these billions of dollars on research, and they conclude, uh, research has found that laughter is good. I'm like, dude, it's right here. Get your own material. How much money did you spend on that research? It's in the Proverbs, man. Anyway, that's, sorry I digress, but I know I use a lot of humor, but this is as serious as life and death, eternal life and eternal death. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, today is the day. I am imploring you, I am pleading with you, do not put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life. I'm telling you, and I say it every week, everything that we're told in the Bible would happen at the time of the end is happening now. It's happening now. It's happening now. Now. Even three years ago I would stand up here behind this pulpit, as is my privilege to do, And I would say, you know, we're going to start seeing. (laughs) Wow. Start seeing? No, we're seeing it. This is what we're told will happen. You know what I say now? It is happening. It is happening. And it's happening fast. And now is the time. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Okay, today's But God testimony, just one, comes from Catherine, who writes, this one really is moving. Dear J.D., I am a 65-year-old woman who works in a small nursing home rehab facility in New Jersey. I only work three days a week, but I enjoy what I do working in the recreation department. I am able to share my faith and do a Bible study with the residents which has been such a blessing. 
We recently have been bought out by a new company. I handed in my exemption letter on November 8, thinking, <laughs> will they even believe me that I listened to a church in Hawaii? Will they accept my letter from this church? On Monday, November 15th, there was an all-staff meeting. We were told there will be no exemptions for Christians. On Tuesday, I went to talk to the new administrator who was very approachable, but the date had been set. It is required that anyone working in a nursing home facility needs the first dose of the COVID vaccine by December 5th and fully vaccinated by January 4th, 2022. I was preparing myself that my time at my job is over and it is time to leave. A few of the patients told me they were praying that I would be able to stay. I assured them that I would visit since we are now fully open to visitors, vaccinated or unvaccinated. I do get tested weekly to be sure I am COVID free, which I don't mind at all. The vaccinated don't get tested at all even though they also <laughs> can still get the virus. Go figure, she says in parentheses. Don't even get me started on that one. But God, but God had other plans for me since I thought my time and my ministry had come to an end at the facility I work at. On November 19th, my director came down from the morning meeting and told me they accepted my letter. Woo-hoo! Thank you, J.D., for helping me fight the good fight. I almost gave in at one point, but my husband and I decided we don't want the jab. Keep preaching the good and true word of our Lord and Savior, because soon and very soon we're going home. Yours truly, Catherine M. Soon and very soon we are going to see the Lord. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm done. Should I pray now? <laughs> Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you that we can sing that and say that, because we do have that hope knowing that you are coming soon. You are coming quickly, you said. Just hold on. I'm coming quickly. Lord, come quickly. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. And please, Jesus, I would ask for anyone that might be here or watching online that has never come to you, called on you, put their trust in you, to be saved by you. I pray that today they would be saved. Today, even now. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The end of the world is going to happen and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. 
Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.